At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Getting you ready for the day in sports betting, this is Point Spread Sunday on vSEN, the sports betting network. It's a great day to be alive, and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside the Point Spread Sunday from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point Hotel and Casino. It is week number 10 in the National Football League. Femi Abebefe alongside Mike Pritchard as we get you set for everything you need to know on this Sunday, November 14th in 2021. Make sure to tweet the show. Interact with us at VEASAN Live, at M.I. Pritchard, at Femi Abebefe. We want to hear from you as you have thoughts on today's games. 12 games today, 7 in the early window, 4 in the late window, and 1, of course, on Sunday Night Football between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Las Vegas Raiders. Joining us at 6.30, Ian McMillan of BetSided.com, also a contributor to the Green Zone. He'll be covering Falcons Cowboys so we'll talk everything between the Dirty Birds and the boys coming up in the second hour and of course the moment and what you've all been waiting for our picks in the second hour 615 the Eagles whisperers back in studio folks six and two ATS betting Eagles games we'll have a pick in that game is what I'm telling you so you want to listen to that coming up at 615 and fresh fades 515 we're sitting in the barber chair we're sitting (laughs) with all that said how you feeling? It's good to see you again you here too, in 3D. You too, in person. You were on the East Coast out yep. in Weehawken, New Jersey, and that went, went well. Everything went, went well, well there. Uh, the rave reviews are in. Yes. The critics say it, uh, it was a passing with flying colors. Awesome. So, But it's great to be back here because, you know, like we say, this is home. That's South right. Point. This That's is right. home for us this is on home. Point Spread Sunday. Yeah, looking forward to the big day. Uh, a lot of a lot of news to get to yes. uh, that could affect uh, some of your bets out there, if not already. Uh, so a lot to break down. Cannot 
wait. Let's do it. Yeah, let's get into it. And starting with that Sunday night football game, Sunday night football here in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Raiders. And I want to get to this one first because okay. we're starting to see it touch three. So the Chiefs, the consensus line right now, two and a half point favorites with a total of 52. Here at the South Point, that's the same number, but out at Circa, we now see three even money for Kansas City. First initial thoughts in this game, Sunday night football, AFC West rivalry. Well, I always got to start out with the fact that it is a rivalry. Um, there's a lot of Raider legends in town. There's a, quite a few Kansas City Chiefs in town, too. Quite a few uh, Kansas City natives in that, town. That, right. That's, that's, that's true <laughs> as well. So, uh, And also the Chiefs, uh, they're highly motivated. This is a game that they need to get if they, if they want to get back into contention within a division. And the same thing with the Raiders uh, as well. So... Uh, this game is on the big stage for a reason, Femi. Uh, and when it's on a big stage like this, you usually get the best effort from the players. Now, from an injury standpoint, I'm looking at the Raiders elevating people from practice squads. Mm-hmm. I think their secondary uh, is, is low in depth in terms of numbers. So keep an eye on that, uh, certainly as we get closer and closer to game time. Uh, but the Chiefs, you know, the Chiefs are not going to change. They're not going to deviate. They're just trying to get better with what they do. But I don't know at this point how much more they can improve. I think they need to evolve. I think Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy, they need to evolve the offense from a less gimmicky offense, eye candy offense, mm-hmm. to a more core West Coast-oriented offense. And if they can do that, uh, maybe they can find some consistency out there. Yeah, last week the Chiefs, they won – against the Green Bay Packers, but they failed to cover once again. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't impressive. 13-7 no. to against Jordan Love out there. The offense just looked horrible. Mahomes yeah. 130-something passing yards. That's not what we're accustomed to seeing from Patrick, Holmes, from Patrick Mahomes since he took over as a starter in 2018. Important to note, though, for the Kansas City Chiefs, they are without offensive tackles Mike Remmers and Lucas Niang. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be an interesting thing because remember we saw when the Chiefs had offensive line issues in the Super Bowl a year ago. Now, this isn't as many. They still have Orlando Brown on the other side. Side, but you're now down to your third string right tackle uh, for this Kansas City team going up against Max Crosby, right. Yannick Ngakwe, Carl Nassib. This Raiders team gets a pretty good pass rush, and if they can get some pressure on Mahomes, it could be a long night for this Chiefs offense. The Raiders are one of the better uh, defensive fronts that apply pressure on offensive line, and uh, I, I think the Chiefs have had offensive line issues all year, uh, even throughout the offseason as you make a trade for Orlando Brown, as you pick up uh, t- uh, Joe Tooney. Uh, as you make these moves, uh, Kyle Long even, he's not even showing up uh, all year. Yeah. And that was another guy. So the Chiefs indicated to us all along that they had offensive uh, line issues. Now, they're very young, uh, but yet they feel confident in the players that have stepped in. But still, you can see it. You can watch it. Uh, to me, the matchup is in the trenches more so than on the outside in the perimeter. Uh, I do know that the Chiefs and the Raiders, uh, the high familiarity that they have for each other, they understand that part. But it's going to be a toughness game in my opinion, in the trenches. Because if the Chiefs, if they do get back to the core essence of the West Coast offense, that means running the football. Yep. Uh, And so we'll see if the Raiders are ready and prepared for that as well. Yeah, something the Chiefs haven't really been doing there uh, in Kansas City. It will be interesting to see how much Deshaun Jackson plays for the Vegas Raiders, trying to get that deep threat back after releasing Henry Ruggs a week ago. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious to see how that all works together for this Raiders team. Kickoff 520. Of course, that game will be bet all throughout the day. Sunday Night Football should be a fantastic Game. One of the things about Deshaun Jackson, and as a receiver myself, like he hasn't had enough time to understand the nuances of this offense yet. Yeah. So if he does play, it's going to be on a pitch count. I'm thinking, I'm I'm guessing about 20 plays. Is it int- like 
with Deshaun Jackson now implementing and obviously we know him as one of the best deep threats in league history, mm-hmm. is it pretty much going to be the the red flag whenever he's in the game? It's like, all right, we know he's running a go route. Or like, like how do you think they're going to use him? Is it just going to be to clear out and just get sure. you know coverage to dictate a certain way? Or I, I think the way that the Raiders have operated offensively is they do use speed to clear out routes uh, mm-hmm. from underneath, uh, to clear out lanes, to open up windows as well. So, But I think they also take a shot, uh, maybe early in the game. And, but to me, the Raiders – and something that they have to do offensively is evolve into lining up or or creating matchups on the field. Like when you have individual players like a Darren Waller and people like that, a Kenyon Drake, I mean, you got to create matchups and you got to get away from scheme. And so that's what has hurt the Raiders, I believe, in the last two November, Decembers uh, of the calendar and of the schedule for yep. this football team. So with Deshaun Jackson, that gives them an opportunity to – highlight another matchup. Uh, Now, I think it's too early because he hasn't been with the team that long, but eventually they'll get there with him. No play for me in this game yet. We'll see. see. I'm right there with you on that. We'll see. But it's interesting. If this thing hits three, (laughs) like it looks like it's trying to – it's already three at Circa, but it's even money uh, on the Chiefs' side there. But if this thing hits three, I might get involved here with the (laughs) Vegas Raiders. In the early window, the Cleveland Browns taking on the New England Patriots. Cleveland, two-and-a-half-point underdogs with a total of 45. This is one of the more fascinating games, not only from a betting standpoint, but also from an AFC playoff race standpoint. Both teams five and four. This is a pretty consequential game that's taking place at Foxborough. It really is, and a lot of credit goes to Bill Belichick. This guy continues to do it. The reason why he's a GOAT is because he gets disciplined, passionate, overachieving players. I mean, think about this, Femi. Uh, you got a rookie quarterback. Uh, was he drafted too high? I mean, some people can have that opinion or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you lose Cam. You got a whole bunch of injuries. You got guys coming back. You're trading guys. I mean, but yet here you got the New England Patriots in a position to make a playoff run. And it's because of <laughs> Bill Belichick. He's the best coach ever of getting disciplined, passionate, overachieving players. And that's what we have right now. So that's why this game is intriguing to me. Uh, it seems like the Browns with leadership has emerged uh, and, and they're a united group again without Odell Beckham Jr. But mm-hmm. it's on the road against New England. New England hasn't played well at home. Uh, not yet. Uh, I expect them to have a great effort, though, today uh, in this one against the Browns. Yeah, right now the Patriots are the seventh seed in the AFC playoffs. The Browns would be the nine, so they'd be on the outside looking in if the mm-hmm. playoffs started today. Of course, they do not, so they still have time to jump back into the fold. This game opened three. We right. saw initially all the money come in on Cleveland. I think sharp betters, respected betters came in on Cleveland, but then – once it got down to one, one and a half, it bounced back to New England. Now, part of that was the news, of course, of the Browns running back room. Nick Chubb is out. Also, Demetri Felton is also out with both with COVID-19. So it'll just be Dearness Johnson mm-hmm. in the backfield. And hopefully he's ready to go and has been sure. well rested because he's going to get a lot of carries in this game. But also the Browns will be without offensive tackle Jack Conklin, who's already on IR. For the Patriots, no Damian Harris because mm-hmm. he's dealing with a concussion. Ramondre Stevens also had a concussion. DNP all week, but they're going to see if he can pass and clear protocols later on this week. If he's not playing, then you get both teams without their two starting running backs. That's going to be a pretty tricky game. Could be a game that's under with Belichick's defensive prowess and Cleveland's pass rush. They could give Mac Jones some problems. Well, you think about Bill Belichick and what he wants to do, obviously paying attention to the running game and uh, trying to slow that down or neutralize that if they can. Uh, But without Nick Chubb, I mean, it gets better. I was also keeping an eye, Femi, on Nick Harris, the center. 
for mm-hmm. uh, the Browns. I think he's going to be a go though. Uh, but he, I mean, if yeah, if you if you don't have the center on that offense as well as the running game as well as one of your tackles when you feature the wide zone rushing attack, uh, that can hinder you. Uh, so keep an eye up on that up until game day uh, as well. But no, this is an intriguing matchup uh, on both sides. This next game that we're going to get to typically would not be a first segment game mm-hmm. uh, when you look at the Lions here. I actually have a play on it. Spoiler alert, I'm on the Detroit Lions plus nine. But we learned yesterday evening that Ben Roethlisberger will not play in today's game due to testing positive for COVID-19. Insert Mason Rudolph uh, in the starting lineup, who has nine career starts, I believe it is. But right now the Steelers, a consensus, six-and-a-half-point favorites, total of 41. Here at the South Point, it's six. Right. This line was as high as nine-and-a-half. It was. I grabbed Lions plus nine. Uh, it looks like it was down to, I believe it was eight before mm-hmm. the news came out there. So we've seen the adjustment made, I guess, how much of a drop-off is there from Roethlisberger to Rudolph? And what do you make of just now having to insert the backup who didn't get the week's worth of practice? So I was going to ask you the timestamp on the news of Ben yeah, Roethlisberger. I believe it was a little before 5 p.m. Pacific. On Saturday. Saturday, yes. So all through the week, even Friday, because Friday is such a crucial day. Yep. Friday is situational day. It's red zone day. It's blitz pickup day. It's fine-tuning your game plan. And if uh, Rudolph didn't take those reps and Roethlisberger did, this is abrupt to me. And I don't know how this team's going to react to that. Yeah, that's going to be a tricky situation yeah. there for the Steelers. Now, granted, Rudolph has played uh, nine games since Ben was hurt in 2019, mm-hmm. so we got a lot of reps that season. Uh, Chase Claypool, though, also out right. for Pittsburgh. So that's going to be a tricky, tricky thing right. for the Steelers team as the Detroit Lions try to get their first win outright. How about that? How about that? I'm, <laughs> as someone who has Lions plus nine, I'm a little nervous now that we have a new quarterback inserted, but we'll see how that unfolds. Stick with us, though. On the other side, we're taking a seat in the barber chair. Fresh fades coming up here on Point Spread Sunday. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. 
In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go, like, how do I detach from my this idea of, what do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Point Spread Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. First Bet wants you to get in on all the horse racing action. Sign up today with promo code VEGAS1000 and receive $10 instantly and up to a $1,000 bonus. Visit vcin.com slash horses for details. Use the bonus code VEGAS1000. Point spread Sunday. We're just getting warmed up here at the VEASAN studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino. Femi Abebefe, Mike Pritchard, week number 10 in the National Football League. Of course, at 6.30, rather 5.30 coming up, stop, drop, shut them down, open up props as we try to dive into all the interesting props that are on the menu, courtesy our friends at DraftKings. But first, we always talk about this at 5.15. Teams that we want to sell high on, teams that are reaching the peak of their market, folks, we call that a fresh fade. Oh, yeah. You hear you that, that noise? Sound. Fritz, we getting into the barber chair now. That's right. All right. Now, last Unless week I, I tried to fall asleep. Exactly. Because <laughs> sometimes yeah, that no, noise. We, we, we had a good conversation in the barber chair. Right. Last week I had a fresh fade. This week, no, not, not so much. But you're always holding things down for us here on the show. Um, speaking of fresh fades now, the three teams, starting with the Tennessee Titans, they are a fresh fade. In my opinion, the last four weeks, they've been underdogs against Buffalo, Kansas City, Indianapolis, mm-hmm. and the L.A. Rams a week ago. Touchdown dogs on Sunday Night Football. Now they're being priced like they're probably the best team in the AFC. 7-2, and two, the current number one seed. They turn around now home favorites against the New Orleans Saints. And I get the New Orleans Saints have some key injuries in this spot. But Tennessee going from... A month of being an underdog now to being the favorite, Pritch. In your opinion, 
are the Titans a fresh fade this Sunday? You know what? They are, uh, in my opinion. Uh, and, and for all the reasons that you just mentioned about the Tennessee Titans, I agree with. But then on top of that, the Saints, you know, the Saints football team is in position to not only make the playoffs, but perhaps compete for that division because they got the victory over Tampa. Yep. Uh, and, and it's all because of their defense. I, I underestimated the defense because I was so focused on the transition from Drew Brees offensively. But they've dealt with it. The Jameis Winston. Okay, now you got Trevor Simeon. Uh, now, offensively, they're not a juggernaut. Not like, not even close to what Drew Brees once had him or Sean Payton once had him, of course. 2011 was a long time ago. Yes, it was. <laughs> but this defense is one of the top defenses in the league. And yes, last week against Atlanta, they didn't play very well. But I, I think it, they rebound. And then you throw in what's happening with the Titans, too. Julio Jones. It was just a matter of time yeah. before that high-risk player ends up on IR, and he is. Uh, Derrick Henry, unfortunately, got banged up, too. So the plan that the Tennessee Titans had with the coming into the year with Derrick Henry and these great wide receivers on the outside to help lighten up the box, you know, not enough bodies in there to stop Derrick Henry, that plan's gone now. Yeah. What do they do? And so they're going to have to adapt. They're going to have to do that with a new offensive coordinator, Downing, who's trying to figure it out in November and December football. They're running out of matchups. And so, yeah, I, I would look to fade uh, the Tennessee Titans indeed. Yeah, in addition to Julio Jones being placed on IR, you have David Long, who's been a stud linebacker for them. He was ruled out earlier mm -hmm. this week. Rashawn Evans has missed the last two games. He's questionable, limited on Wednesday, but then was DNP Thursday and Friday. So that's not trending in the right direction, or at least the direction that you would like. Right. Um, so the Titans, a little bit banged up here, but also New Orleans is banged up as well. Uh, that's one of the things that would concern me with the Saints. The Alvin Kamara, he's been right. ruled out. Teron Armstead, one of the best left tackles in the league, he's also been ruled out with a knee and shoulder injury. And, of course, their uh, safety, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, ruled out as well. So the, the Saints, it's, it's tough to back them. Mm -hmm. uh, I have a play in this game, but the Tennessee Titans, they feel like a fresh fade here. I, they do. A, a team that has won outright four straight times as a dog now turned to a favorite. I would always avoid that situation. Okay. Yeah, because you know, think about the Saints and their secondary too, one of the top secondaries in terms of turnovers, interceptions. Yep. Uh, I think the Titans, in fact, I just looked at it. The Titans have had one 300 passing yard game, 320 against Seattle. Everything else yeah. has been 180, 100, uh, what, 125 last it's week. It's been ground and pound. For it's been, but the ground and pound guy is gone. And then also the plan to help out the ground and pound guy, one of them is banged up on, I, on yeah. I, I, IR. So uh, it's, it's a situation in which I think the Tennessee Titans are going to have to revamp things, mm -hmm. what they wanted to do to begin with. Yeah, that offense didn't look good in that win against the Rams. It was more of a defensive effort for the Titans last Sunday night. The Arizona Cardinals. Another team that has made this list of fresh phase. Now, they've been really profitable this season. Got to mm -hmm. tip your cap to this Cardinals team. Cliff Kingsbury, one of the favorites to be coach of the year, coming off a win last Sunday, five-and-a-half-point underdogs with Colt McCoy starting against the rival San Francisco 49ers. They win that game outright with no Kyler Murray, no DeAndre Hopkins, no A.J. Green. Now they go from being a five-and-a-half-point dog to now being ten-point favorites against the Carolina Panthers. However, though, that line is starting to come down with the pessimism that Murray might not play in this game. I'm seeing 9.5 at Circuit and Westgate, 9.5 being the consensus line with a total of 43. But with all that said, Pritch, Cardinals, are they a fresh fade? I think so. Uh, you got a game-time decision with Kyler Murray, and yet your record is where it's at right now. And, and like, wait a minute. 
Uh, you're the Cardinals. You're playing the Panthers. Uh, it certainly is an important game. They all are. But to have Kyler Murray when you make the playoff push is more important to me. So I, I think from a human standpoint, you're, you're the coaches, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, we didn't have Kyler Murray all week. We might not have DeAndre Hopkins either. Um, and yet we feel pretty good about Colt McCoy, which I think they do. I think they feel confident with Colt McCoy. Uh, and also the circumstances that the Cardinals have dealt with. You know, Kingsbury wasn't there. The coordinator stepped in, did a great job. The coaching staff is seamless right now. That's yeah. what I'm getting to. Vance Joseph has been really good as a defensive he, he's coordinator. He's going to be a head coach, I think, again yeah. pretty soon. So uh, you're looking at situations where you have coaches that, hey, Vance Joseph, that's your defense, that's your baby, you coach that, this is mine, and it's working out. Uh, so the decision for me, like if you're going to go out there with Kyler Murray, no week of practice, and yet, okay, game time decision, I don't think you should risk that. Now, it, coaches are different, though, than from what I'm coming from. But as a better, I wouldn't lay 10 points in this game, though. Yeah, I don't think you can lay anything more than a touchdown. Like seven, even if it's seven and a half, mm-hmm. eight, eight and a half, whatever it ends up being with the news that Kyler Murray unlikely to play later on this afternoon, I wouldn't touch the Cardinals in this spot. DeAndre Hopkins, it's unlikely that he's going to play according to reports. Kyler, it's just the report that's keep going out there is that team is pessimistic. It's similar to last week mm-hmm. that where they're going to give Kyler Murray a chance up until game time to see if he can go, give it a go, but it's likely that Colt McCoy will be the starter. Now, Rondell Moore will play. It sounds like he was uh, limited on Friday after not practicing Wednesday or Thursday with a neck and concussion, but this no chase Edmonds. He's on IR. Mm-hmm. They banged up on the offensive line. This Cardinals team, too many injuries, and it just seems like such a kind of a flat spot. After you rally behind Colt McCoy, you get a big division win on the road. Now you come back playing a below 500 team that's out of division, not a common opponent. It seems like a flat spot taking on this Carolina Panther team. Well, it could be because you look at their quarterback situation, too. Now they, they have a, a great player, which, you know, look at the Cardinals going to be highly familiar with Christian McCaffrey, too. But uh, on the other side, uh, there is an unknown aspect to it, you know, and um, I mean – um, but but I think the Cardinals are at a point, just reading some articles, talking to some people, they are so confident right now. Yeah, uh, I, I, they, they have every right to be. <laughs> and, and they have axes to grind, too, on top of being confident. I'm talking about from the front office down, and it's filtered into that locker room, too. Yeah, no, it's been a, a really good season for this Cardinals team, starting to feel like a contender <laughs> out there in the NFC as they have the best record in the National Football League. I actually just saw Circa go to Pittsburgh minus six. Mm. So there you go, folks. Okay. Uh, not really buying in on uh, our friend Mason Rudolph. Uh, the Denver Broncos mm-hmm. last week, 10-point underdogs against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, everybody was in love with the Cowboys, undefeated ATS. And the Broncos not only cover, they win that game outright, and it wasn't even as close as the score indicated. Mm-hmm. Now Denver turns around. And now they are two-point favorites at home against the Philadelphia Eagles. Earlier, this was three. So maybe the market believes that this is a fresh fade. Do you believe this is a fresh fade? I do. Uh, Shermer, the offensive coordinator, is out. He's not going to call the game. I think Shula's going to call the game. Um, And then there's still some concern about the quarterback room. Drew Locke tested positive. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater and the backup quarterback, I believe, is ripping. They have to Mm -hmm. test positive. I mean, negative negative today. Uh, but they also brought in an emergency quarterback just in case. <laughs> because they didn't want a receiver playing quarterback in this game. Yeah, no, no more so, Kendall Hinton. Right. So <laughs> I, I think fingers and toes are crossed right now out there in Denver in terms of Bridgewater uh, and, and Rippon testing negative uh, here. So uh, I think there's a little on, on edge out there now. The defense, though, the defense for the Broncos have been outstanding. Uh, but the way mm-hmm. that they beat Dallas is they got physical. 
Uh, and I think now Philly, Philadelphia is going to be prepared for physical. And then also, hello, Philadelphia, you got a running game. Yeah. Uh, you can use that. And they did last week, almost got the victory. So I think they'll run the football again today. Yeah, we see, I'm seeing one and a half at Circa and at Westgate. So this one, every week, it feels like the sharp betters are back in the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Like I said, the Eagles whisper back in studio. Yep. Have a pick on that one coming up at 615. But the Broncos' offensive line is really what concerns yeah. me about this game. Garrett Bowles, Bobby Massey, both the tackles out. Graham Glasgow, their guard already on IR. Dalton Risner, questionable, mm-hmm. their other guard. So against a pretty good Eagles defensive line, you don't want to have issues like that out there in the mile high. But we'll see how that unfolds. Those are the fresh fades. Titans, Cardinals. Broncos. Don't pick them, folks. Just take my advice. On the other side, we're talking props, otherwise known as stop, drop, open up, shut them down. Props. Here, it's Point Spread Sunday. VSIN, the sports betting network. This is Point Spread Sunday on VSIN, the sports betting network. We have a new prop tracker now available on VEASAN.com for you to keep up with key NFL props. Head to VEASAN.com to get current odds as well as the movement each week to follow the trends and find the best value. Track the odds for MVP, head coach, rookie of the year, and more. Check out the prop tracker, betting splits, key trends, and matchup data for every game now at VEASAN.com slash NFL. Point spread Sunday rolling along here, November 14th, 2021. It's week number 10 in the National Football League. Femi Abebefe, Mike Pritchard coming to you from the VEASAN studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino here in Las Vegas. Prop Tracker, an excellent tool, Pritch, that we can always use to make sure we're keeping up with the markets. Also, speaking of props, it is time for stop, drop, shut them down, open up props. But before we get into some of the props and the, the markets that we have here, we got a question from a viewer slash listener. Michael wanted to know, Pritch, from your perspective, how much do you familiarize yourself with opponents' defensive statistics? And which ones do you think closely correlate with maybe having a more difficult difficult game or mm-hmm. easy game? What what do you really look at when you're game planning and going throughout the week of preparing for an upcoming Sure, opponent? sure. And I also incorporate this uh, with my betting, too. So mm-hmm. certainly um, as a player, you know, from a – statistics standpoint, we're not really locked in there. Uh, If we are locked in on statistics, it's more about red zone, uh, how well a defense is performed in a red zone, situational football, third downs, um, second and long, stuff like that. Uh, What we focus in on are tendencies, you know, formations. What what is this formation or what is this personnel package going to do to that defense? You know, are we able to dictate too? Because that's all offenses want to do. We always want to dictate. We never want a defense telling us what they want us to do. We want a defense to do what we want them to do. Mm -hmm. So we're always setting them up that way. But the the stats that we do focus in on are red zone, though. We do focus in on red zone, and that's the bulk of our work, too. Blitz pickups, if if we're playing a team that's a high-percentage blitzing team, we're going to work on that a lot throughout the week. But you have your core plays that you can run against any look. Uh, You might have some wrinkles in there, too, but where you really need to focus in on especially November, December, is executing in the red zone. Yeah, so is that maybe like almost I'm thinking like anytime touchdown props or something like that where it's, all right, if this team is not as great against the red zone, Mm -hmm. we know that, let's say it's Devontae Adams and they're taking on the Seahawks and it's like, all right, Right. let me take the plus 120 or whatever Adams is. He's usually pretty short on that market because he's a pretty good red Mm -hmm. zone target for, uh, for Aaron Rodgers. 
is is that kind of what you're like you can almost use those red zone numbers to kind of see what is capable when you're looking at these prop markets, whichever receiver or running back you might end up choosing. Sure, absolutely. And then also, does that offense have the ability to create matchups? Yeah. I, I'm always looking for offenses that actively create matchups as opposed to just line up and, okay, here's our scheme. Uh, you know, two tight ends, uh, one running back, and, and two wide receivers yeah. is what we're going to run. Vanilla. But, yeah. yeah, but if, if they're actively trying to create matchups, and, and those are situations where you can really look at key matchups and players to try to figure out uh, those touchdown props, uh, pass receiving yards props, running back receiving yards props, running back rushing yards props, all that stuff, especially now too, because the game has evolved from scheme because teams know what we're doing. Yeah. You know, there's enough tape out there in which you know what we're doing now The better teams figure out how to exploit their matchups. How to get your good guys on their not-so-good guys. Right, that's, that's right. That's what it's all about doing. Uh, let's get to some of the props, and I want to start with the passing yards leaders here, mm-hmm. Pritch. Uh, this market, always a fascinating one. Tom Brady is the favorite at 6-1. to one. He's a clear favorite mm-hmm. in this one because the next three guys at 10-1 to one are Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, and Patrick Mahomes. Dak Prescott and Derek Carr and Teddy Bridgewater, they're 12 to 1. Matt Ryan, 13 to 1. Aaron Rodgers, 14 to 1. And then you have Kirk Cousins, 16 to 1. Mike White, how about that? 18 to 1. (laughs) Kyler Murray's 18 to 1. But of course, we mentioned that pessimistic that he plays later on this afternoon. Yeah, you know, I'm looking on the right side of the board immediately. I mean, you got Matt Ryan. Uh, who has developed some chemistry with these younger players out there. And Arthur mm-hmm. Smith has, has figured out these players, and he's calling games aggressively uh, there for Atlanta. And so Matt Ryan, you know, here's a guy that was uh, cast aside or at least thought of that way, uh, but yet he's playing decent football, you know. And then if you go on the left side of that list, you had Patrick Mahomes 10-1. to 1. The reason why I bring up him is because of the injury situations and lack of numbers on the secondary for the Raiders. Yeah. Uh, could that be a problem or an issue? You know, And Tom Brady's always a constant against that secondary, too. I think it's the worst secondary or passing defense in the league with the Washington football team. But yet, Tom Brady is absent of, of weapons, though, a little bit. So uh, he's a favorite plus 600. But I, I would like to look at long shots here. You know, At 10-1, to 1, if that's a long shot, I mean, Dak Prescott even. Uh, 12 to 1 as they bounce back, but then 13 to 1 over there with uh, Matt Ryan as well. Yeah, Dak Prescott's the name that really jumped out to mm-hmm. me there. Michael Gallup now back for the Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. So now you have Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup. They haven't had that since week one. And Wilson. And with Cedric Wilson, who's <laughs> emerged as a, right. like a, the, a reliable receiver there. Now they don't have Blake Jarwin, but getting Michael Gallup back, you have four really good wide receivers yeah. against a Falcons secondary that hasn't been that great. Right. Uh, and AJ Terrell has been a stud for Atlanta this year. I was at. Um, I was at the Senior Bowl when Michael Gallup was there, and people told me he should have been a first, he could be a first rounder. He wasn't a first rounder, but that's how well he played yeah. at the Senior Bowl. And he's played that yeah. well in the NFL. Uh, he's about to be a free agent right. after this right. year. As a Cowboys fan, I'm hoping he doesn't ask for too much money because <laughs> I might see him in a different uniform next season. Uh, that's also the highest total in the week 10 slate here. 54 and a half mm-hmm. is a total 55 here at South Point and at Westgate. Let's go over to the most rushing yards. Dalvin Cook and Najee Harris are co-favorites at 6-1. to one. Now, Nick Chubb is on this, but he's obviously not going to be playing due to COVID-19. Jonathan Taylor, he's 8-1. to one. Ezekiel Elliott, 10-1. to one. Dearness Johnson going to be carrying a big load there for the Cleveland Browns, 12-1. to one. James Conner, 12-1. to one. James Robinson, game-time decision, he's 13-1. to one. Christian McCaffrey, 16-1. to one. Austin Eckler, 18-1. to one. Mm, Good list right here. Okay, Cook, uh, 
some baggage going on right there, yeah. certainly. Uh, and then also the Vikings, just an inconsistent football team. Now, you look at the Chargers yielding a lot of yards on the ground. That's embarrassing, right? <laughs> it's embarrassing. They welcome it. They're just like, all right, come <laughs> sure, on in. Run, just you want to run, run, it, run it for us. Yeah. And, and I, I, on one hand, I kind of get it. It's like, hey, we don't want to have teams passing. But it's like, if they can get eight yards a pop, you're not going to get stops. <laughs> but think about that and think about now the Chargers. All week long. It's embarrassing that we allowed that yeah. many rushing yards last week. It's embarrassing that we're allowing this many rushing yards uh, this season. So you kind of tighten that up. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, you know the wide zones is coming at you. You know they're going to run the football. So I think the Chargers have that challenge, and they understand that. And to the viewers, and certainly that uh, tweet us, uh, you know, that's something that players – gravitate towards like they're not doing that to us today and certainly there could be that aspect but you know this this list I mean Najee Harris I mean he's the next best guy here uh, and rightly so because they're going to lean on him I would imagine with Rudolph now at quarterback so uh, Jonathan Taylor though is an exciting exciting young running back that that uh, keep an eye on and then Connor uh, I, I think with Rodney Hudson back at center for the Cardinals now, Carolina, they're pretty good uh, defensively in terms of physicality up front. Uh, but it's been a sneaky good rushing attack for mm-hmm. the Cardinals this year, too. So keep an eye on that as well. Yeah, I think Hudson makes a big difference yeah. for that Cardinals offensive line. We saw Connor have an excellent game last week against the 49ers. Jonathan Taylor, 8-1 to one is the name mm-hmm. that really I gravitated towards just because the Colts 10-point favorites. The expectation is that they will be leading in the game now. We've seen some big favorites lose as of late, <laughs> so you never want to chalk up anything as a sure thing. Right. But if the Colts are leading like the market expects, I think that they lean on Jonathan Taylor, who should have a pretty successful day. Uh, the Jags, though, they can be feisty. Front mm-hmm. seven looked pretty good last week against Buffalo, but Buffalo, they've struggled to run the ball. The Colts, they tip their cap on right. running the football. So I think it's a little bit of a different matchup here um, in that AFC South clash. Most receiving yards, Devontae Adams, surprise, surprise, is the favorite, 6-1. to one. Keenan Allen, 10-1. to one. You have Justin Jefferson and Travis Kelsey at 14-1. to one. Stephon Diggs, Tyreek Hill, A.J. Brown, 15-1. to one. DK Metcalf, 16-1. to one. Tyler Lockett, 18-1, to one, as is Mike Evans. And then Deontay Johnson and Chris Godwin, 20-1. to one. Well, how about this list, too? I mean... Uh, DK Metcalf, Lockett, because you got Russell coming back, and, and Russell's in Mr. shape. Mr. <laughs> Unlimited. Yes, that's right. We know he's in shape, too. It's just all about the pin and the finger. Yep. But he'll be all right. <laughs> he's been getting his reps in, you <laughs> yes, know, doing that little, his shadow two-minute drills. <laughs> <laughs> and then you got Kelsey. Uh, you, you know, the matchup for the Raiders last year, just thinking about what the Raiders did, uh, they took away the big play from Tyreek Hill. Uh, Kelsey got his a lot of times in both games, really. Uh, so, you know, that's intriguing right there. And, you know, can, can the Raiders match up against that with a depleted secondary, too, mm-hmm. uh, if their pass rush is not getting home on Patrick? Uh, and then, you know, Justin Jefferson, the secondary for the Chargers. It's banged, banged up. up. And, and I like that price, 14-1 for yeah. a great receiver like that. Yeah, no, I think I, the fact that the only – issue I'd have with Jefferson is just that I know that Zimber's going to love to run the ball right. and the Chargers are going to be like, hey, run it. So it's almost like a match made in heaven <laughs> sure. there. So, But but definitely, if they do get behind and they do have to pass, Jefferson is going to have a big, big day, at least from a production standpoint. Uh, I'm a chalk eater. Devontae Adams would be the guy I'd go with 6-1. to one. Uh, I don't think the Seahawks have anybody back there who has a shot <laughs> in covering him. And the offensive line is getting healthier for the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers is back. So that would be where I would look on that board. Not a ton of value there at a plus 6 but hey, you know what? No one's valuable.
valuable, winning bets. That's what, that's, that's what's right. valuable right there. <laughs> uh, on the other side, we'll try to get some value in the MVP market, a little MVP market check. Who should be favored? We'll talk about it here. Points Spread Sunday rolling along week 10 in the National Football League. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go, like, how do I detach from my from this idea of, what do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
This is Point Spread Sunday on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. With college basketball starting this week, now is the time to get your copy of our annual betting guide for only $10. This year's guide has everything you need to bet on the games all season long, including odds, trends, power ratings, and analysis for every team. Our team of experts, including Greg Hoops-Peterson, Matt Humans, and Tim Murray, provide their predictions for win totals, futures, conference champions, tournament teams, and player awards. Sign up today and get your copy for only $9.99 at vcin.com slash subscribe. Point spread Sunday, rolling along here, week 10 of the National Football League. Femi Abebefe, Mike Pritchard coming up at the top of the hour. We're going to do some midseason power ratings. Now, this is going to be fascinating and interesting stuff because neither of us has seen the other's power ratings. So we're going to be reacting to it live, revealing it just as you guys see it as well. I'm interested to see who Pritch has in his top five. But before we get to that, MVP market check. These odds courtesy of BetMGM. Josh Allen and Tom Brady, co-favorites, plus 350. Mm-hmm. Kyler Murray, 5-1. to one. Matthew Stafford, plus 750. Aaron Rodgers, Dak Prescott, 9-1. to one. Lamar Jackson is 11-1. to one. Now, the highest ticker percentage, highest handle, and the biggest liability is Kyler Murray. Okay. Arizona Cardinals, best record in the league. He's an exciting player. Uh, he makes viral plays on social media every other week, it seems like. But where do you think the value lies? Or maybe it's a little bit further down the board with a guy like Justin Herbert at 16 to 1. Yeah, it's not that far down the board, though, <laughs> to me. I mean, uh, he's going to have to have an amazing second half of the year. Um, he does have 18 touchdown passes. But, I mean, you look at the favorites, the co-favorites anyway. Uh, Tom Brady, plus 350. He's got 25 passing touchdowns already. He's He had 40 last year, and that was only the second time in his career I think he had over 40 touchdown passes. And now it's a 17-game season. <laughs> right. And he already has 25. And, and the thing about Tom Brady, he, what he has on his side, too, as an MVP, uh, is if it looks like they're getting back to the Super Bowl, he could go back-to-back. And his last quarterback to go back-to-back in a Super Bowl yeah. situation. So I know the voters would side with that. Josh Allen, Mr. Everything right now for Buffalo, though. 17 passing touchdowns, three rushing touchdowns. Uh, so 20, 20 total touchdowns there for Josh Allen. But yet you're seeing a regression, too, though, because he's asked to do way too much. McDermott talked about the need to run the football and the need to be more physical. Um, Kyler Murray, I, I think he's going to run out of games. He's 17 touchdowns, passing touchdowns. He's electric, though. Mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford, though, keep an eye there. I think there's value, perhaps, plus 750 because of Odell Beckham Jr. now. Uh, Robert Woods goes down. but yeah, yet Tough you, loss for them get, with Robert Woods. Yeah, tough loss, but they get Odell Beckham Jr. now. Uh, who wants to be there? And, and Stafford's got 23 passing touchdowns right now. Yeah, and I think uh, Tom Brady... It's plus 350, not a ton of value right. with a guy like Tom Brady. But you I mean you mentioned the stats, 25 touchdowns, five interceptions, 2,650 passing yards. He's second in the league in QBR. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it just the narrative is going to start to build as we get down the second half of the season of 44 years old. Right. Look how great the Bucks are. I mean, they're going to be favored by a field goal at least in every single game the rest of the season if Chalk prevails and they go maybe – 14 and three or something like that it'd be hard pressed to find another mvp candidate that can maybe surpass him or do better i know they like the fresh stories but the story of brady and his age doing what he's doing now which is just absolutely remarkable i don't think the the voters are going to ignore that right and then you look at the greatness of aaron Rodgers. can he survive the hit that he took from a pr standpoint though (laughs) from a voter standpoint, right which is like and it's i'm glad you brought that up because those are the things as better is that we have to be cognitive of. I mean, you might think it's goofy or whatever, mm-hmm. but it's like 
these awards are voted on. These are popularity contests. Sure. And if you don't keep that in mind, you're going to be sitting there holding a ticket being like, why didn't my guy win MVP? And it's right. like, well, read the tea leaves. Yeah, and some of these voters, I mean, they take it too seriously it's sometimes. Personal. <laughs> it's personal. Like Hall of Fame voting, right? All this yeah. stuff. I mean, we know some of these voters, they, they hold uh, opinions mm-hmm. about players. And, uh, and certainly when it comes to awards, they think about that stuff, so. Yeah, I think that's a key thing. We were talking during the break, and I want to bring it up to you now. Josh mm-hmm. Allen, co-favorite at BetMGM. Now, the Bills' offense has struggled, mm-hmm. and which is why I'm kind of – and I, I'd imagine it's because of liability, why he's up there that high. Okay. I mean, people were taking 12-1 to prices prior to the season, so they're never going to really drop this down too far until maybe the last couple weeks of the season. But what's wrong with this Bills' offense? For him to be a co-favorite – and what we've seen from the Bills, I mean, they scored six points last week against the Jaguars, and he's a co-favorite to win mm-hmm. MVP. That doesn't really seem to add up other than it's a big liability thing. But why do you think that these young quarterbacks, Allen and even Mahomes, are struggling with this quote-unquote too-high look that seems to be the new in vogue defense to stop these explosive offenses? Well, it's like the NFL. They always evolve. And so when I first got in the league, we, everybody was running a run and shoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so with the run and shoot, the whole – Dallas Cowboys, regular personnel, three linebackers on the field, you're thinking, why are they doing that? Uh, because we couldn't run the football. We're running shoot. We're, we're throwing the football. We're one-dimensional. Uh, yeah. There's enough plays in the playbook to combat cover two. But when you have young quarterbacks like a Josh Allen, like a Patrick Mahomes, who's used to an air raid style, they're not patient enough. So what the league is doing now, Femi, is using their patience against them or lack thereof of patience against them. So they're making them throw the ball short. They're making them throw the ball over the middle because that's what you got to do in cover two. But yet these guys want to take a chance, though. Yeah. They want to get outside the pocket even though they don't have to because they want something exciting to happen. Uh, so the league has caught up to that, and they're using it against these quarterbacks, these young guys. Once they get used to it again, that's why I said earlier about Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy. they need to get back to a core essence of their offense Therefore, design plays, well, okay, you got to throw the ball here. You know, don't think about doing that. Do this. You know, be precise with it. And I think if that happens with some of these young quarterbacks, they'll evolve too, and then you'll see less and less cover too. It's so interesting to me that something as simple as just patience mm-hmm. is what's really like kind of flummoxed these guys. It's They want to make the big plays. They want to like – I mean, obviously explosive plays is how you win football games because right. it's, it's so difficult to have the consistent – 13, 14 play drive without making a mistake, without somebody holding, without somebody false start or something like that to where it sets you behind the chains, mm-hmm. that the lack of patience from these guys has really halted what we thought of as explosive offenses in Buffalo and Kansas City in particular. Well, absolutely. Uh, I think like baseball, whether you're swinging for a home run or not, yeah. because you know you're going to get paid touchdowns, touchdown passes. This is almost like the NFL's version of the shift. Exactly. Like the, the, it, guy, the, guys, the guys who can't hit. Exactly. You know, it's like, oh, he can't hit oppo. Or right. He can't, like, let's just load everybody up here, and he's going to hit it right into us, and all right, you're out. Yeah, the, ebb, <laughs> the ebbs and flow of the league. So the plays never change. Like what they're running today, we ran. 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Uh, but what happens is, is okay, what are these players used to or ready, ready for? For instance, in college football, you don't see cover two because the hash marks are so wide. That's a great point. You have a wide side of the field, and if you play in cover two and have safety, you're just giving up so much space. Yeah. But in the league, because of the narrow hash marks, you can run cover two and cover up a lot of ground. And so a lot of these quarterbacks, 
coming from college, running these systems that we're seeing in the National Football League now, they didn't see a lot of cover two in college. Yeah, that's, that's a great point. Prince, of course, did it at a high level in college, <laughs> national champion, played nearly a decade in the NFL. He would know better than anybody else here at the network. So that's, 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 that's the point that we want there, Prince. Okay. Absolutely giving us the peel back of what folks in the league are seeing with these quarterbacks. I want to ask you about Lamar Jackson. He's sitting there at 11-1 to mm -hmm. at DraftKings. Disaster game this past Thursday as they lose outright as eight-and-a-half-point favorites to the Miami Dolphins there. And <laughs> speaking of being flummoxed by a scheme, the Dolphins played the same coverage pretty much the entire game. They said, all right, we're going to do cover zero. Yep. Uh, everybody on the line of scrimmage, we're just going to have four guys lined up back there, and can you hold up in protection and beat us over the middle with anything to quick? And the Ravens, they act like they were brand new and they'd mm -hmm. never seen this coverage. Now, do you think Lamar can get back into this MVP race or – what do you think of this Ravens offense as a whole, especially from what we saw schematically on Thursday night against the Dolphins? Well, you wonder how much of a copycat league it will be after Miami did that to the Ravens yeah. because what they did is they broke down their protection. Like, when you think about Lamar Jackson, he's not setting protection. He's mm -hmm. playing the position at a high level, though. He's quarterbacking. He's throwing the football. He's making reads. But he's not protection-oriented. It's the center offensive line. And so what Miami did is they broke down the offensive line. And therefore, if you're Lamar Jackson, you're running for your life a little bit. So uh, a lot of teams will take that tack, too. They'll break down an offensive line knowing that a quarterback's not setting protection. Uh, but Lamar Jackson, to me, is, is he's a playmaker. He's the ultimate playmaker. I, I don't know if his stats can catch up to, like, a Tom Brady and what he presents. Uh, and then certainly now that Odell Beckham Jr. is with the Rams, what Matthew Stafford perhaps could present as well. It makes it uh – it's so difficult with the amount of wins that you have to have to win the award. Mm -hmm. And what we've seen from Baltimore losing to Cincinnati, right. to now Miami, it's tough. And, and we saw Cincinnati kind of just send the house against Baltimore mm -hmm. and they couldn't handle it either. Lamar, though, from a production standpoint, sixth in passing, fourth in rushing. Yeah. Like that, that, like the guy is the entire offense. So if you want to talk about and break it down of the true essence of what most valuable means – no player means more to their offense than Lamar Jackson means to the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. If without him, this is probably a one or two win team. If they have an answer for protection, watch out. I mean, Lamar Jackson could be the value player there. It's one thing to look out for in this MVP market. On the other side, hour number one down, hour number two, midseason NFL power ratings. Who are in our top five? We'll answer that question here. Point spread Sunday, Visa V, Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.